0: Yes, yeah, stand up. We're going to worship this morning, declare God's goodness, and celebrate the fact that he holds us in the palm of his hand. Are still to come. Oh, I believe if I'm not dead, then you're not done. Good things are still. my
1: testimony from death to life Cause grace rewrote my story, I'll testify By Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm testify. This is my testimony, oh I am alive. This is my testimony from death to life Cause grace rewrote my story, I'll testify By Jesus Christ I'm righteous, I'm justified, this is my testimony, this is my testimony.
2: so much for new life the story that you've written in our lives in my life and in those who are here this morning to thank you for the miraculous way that you have moved in our lives to bring you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light that we may become sons and daughters of the most high this morning to turn loose of everything we try to hold on to to let it go into your hands Jesus live your life through us we submit to your authority in our lives because your authority spoke the universe into into being it sang the stars into form it brought Lazarus out of the tomb speak with your authority this morning to us.
1: Creation knows the voice not be moved? Will spirits not be silenced and cower at his rule? For if my God is for me, sing then what have I to fear? Nothing. And I will not deny the glory that is his. heaven not prevail? Sing with us now. Strongholds not, Strongholds not be moved Spirits not be silent Yes, Lord By your word for with my God is for me. Nothing to fear Silence and cavalry.
0: Thank you that your word is true, your promises still stand, that you're never wavering, you're so steadfast, and we lean into that today, and things that um, seem shaky and unsure, we lean into you and your steadfastness, thank you for your goodness that you hold all things in your hands. bless your name today, Jesus. Bye.
3: You can be seated. Father, we, uh, we stand on your word, Lord. One word from you, one word from you can change our lives forever. One word from you, on your authority, can change the trajectory of our lives, can change and shift destinies, divine appointments, orchestrated connections, divine connections. One word from you. So even today, we, we settle in and rest in to listen. We tune our ears to hear that one word from you today that will change our lives forever. That is our heart. One word from you today that can change even a nuance of our relationship with you. As Bob Goff says, a quarter turn. We lean into that quarter turn today. And Lord, we, we declare the word realignment over us today in the name of Jesus Lord where things have gotten a little off or off the rails or a little out of alignment Lord in our steering we recalibrate everything that we may be right in line with you we want to be aligned with you with your heart with your purposes with your word your revealed will in your word And so we honor you love you and welcome you thank you for your presence here Your presence truly is our weapon, and we are grateful for it. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Can give the Lord a big praise right there? He's so worthy. One word from God can change your life forever. Amen? It was one word that changed mine, and one word continues to realign mine. As we go, well, I want to welcome you to the bridge. My name is Jimmy Pruitt. I'm the lead pastor here, and just say thank you for being here. If you're a first-time guest, we're super excited that you're here and you chose this morning to spend with us. And for those of you watching online, I want to welcome our online watchers as well, and thank you for being with us today. And make yourself at home. <laughs> Literally, you are home, so make yourself at your home. But do this: join in, participate. The words are on the screen, so sing with us. Stand up in your living room, wherever you are. And sing with us and worship with us. And then also, uh, go ahead and get your communion elements ready. Because we're going to do communion in just a little bit. So we want you to be ready for that. And want to invite you to do it. And for those of you that are first time guests, welcome to the bridge. You may or may not know this. But our heritage and our history is that we were at one point Oak Hills Church. And we were a satellite of Oak Hills out of San Antonio. And uh, Max Lucado is the pastor and leader of that church. And he eventually came to me one day and said, I feel like that Oak Hills Church Fredericksburg is ready to step out on its own. And and what do you think? And I'm like, when do we start, coach? Put me in, I'm ready to play. And so we took about a two-year process to make that turn and that transition, and it has been phenomenal. And so if you're here, we're a little bit over a year old. We're about 11 years old as a church, but as the bridge, we're one year old, right? Yeah, you can clap, that's awesome. Who knew, listen to this, who knew when we started down this path, all this transition, everything, going out on our own and, and having Max and Dina Lynn come here and bless us and pray for us and prophesy and do a healing service with Max, it was a beautiful, amazing moment. Who knew that just a few months later we were going to enter into the weirdest year of our lives? Who knew that 2020 was going to flip in January and become the strangest year and the craziest year that we can imagine? Well, let me tell you who knew. God knew. God knew. And, you know, interesting enough, this is a little factoid, but only a year ago, just a little over a year ago, our online presence was on a four-year-old iPad Air that was gaff taped to that pole right there. That was our online presence. And, uh, oh, that was fun. Yeah, we always had to have somebody, Jason or somebody, get up there and punch the button play and hope that it was the right orientation, you know, we never knew. So, and then right before, before COVID hit, we didn't know anything, but we felt very strongly driven and pressed to up our online game. We started with one camera, we revamped our sound system and everything, and we didn't know what was about to happen, and I'm so thankful we listened to the leadership of the Lord because as soon as COVID hit and we all went into quarantine, we were ready to step up into our online presence. And God has blessed that and continues to. So for those of you watching online, thanks for being with us today. We just are appreciative appreciative of you. And for those of you that are first-time guests, we'd like to welcome our first-time guests with a hand clap. Can we bless them? Thank you. Thank you for being here. And two, just to let you know, we have a gift for you. You may have noticed this little pretty bag, and it's got all kinds of goodies in it. So if you're a first-time guest, be sure and stop by the Connect Center, fill out a Connect card, and we'll give you a handy-dandy bag, and it's got all kinds of stuff in it. And uh, we just want to say thank you for being with us today and appreciate you. And uh, last week, we had the privilege, on Sunday night, we had 135 people present at our volunteer appreciation banquet. And we gave out 135 bags, I think. We might have ran out. We're a little short, right? So we gave out 130. I think we made it up through the week, hopefully. If you didn't get one and you were there, feel free to let us know. We'll get you taken care of. But thank you. We had such a sweet, precious time just saying thank you for being amazing because that's what you are. And coming through the pandemic and everything with flying colors. So can't say thank you enough. I want to also let you know we love to pray for very important people. And if you, I don't know if you've seen this or not. If you're new to us, this is called a VIP card. They're available. We've got them right here on either end of the stage or out in the foyer area. And uh, it stands for very important people. And every week we pause Just to pray for the people that are important to us. On one side, there's seven blanks on each side. You can pray for those who have drifted, those who have disconnected from God. For whatever reason, life has happened. And you can pray for them by name. And, And isn't it amazing to think the power of us praying for our friends, people that are in a relational orbit by name on an ongoing basis. And then on the other side, it's praying for salvation. Because we know that God is patient because he wants every person to come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen? He wants every person. He's willing that none should perish. That's his heart. He is the ultimate evangelist. And so we want to pray for those in our orbit who we know don't know Christ. Um, I put America on here. I put Fredericksburg on here. I put Gillespie County. I put all kinds of politician names on here. Because I'm praying not only for us here and people that we're connected to, but also for our nation and all that's happened. So... Do pick up a card or two if you need them, and uh, those are for you as well. So be sure and do it. Let's pray for these right now. Take out your VIP card if you have it, and let's pray. Father, these people that we have listed on these cards are very important people. They matter to us, but even more, they matter to you because all lives matter to you. And we speak blessing over them. We call the prodigals home. Lord, for those who have been disconnected for whatever reason, we ask them, Lord, would you turn their hearts to you, the Father. And Father, for those that don't know you, have never been born again, never stepped over the line, Father, we pray for their salvation, Lord. They would come to know Jesus in a personal way. And even as Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father but by me and through me. Lord, we're asking that they will find their way back to you or to you through Jesus Christ. And as the Son of Man be lifted up, we'll draw all people to himself. We lift up Jesus today. And we pray for these very important people. In Jesus' name, everyone agreed? Amen and amen. Also, just by way of announcements, to let you know what's going on. Next week's very exciting. Now, just so you know, we're actually keeping the baptistry warm every week. Now, we're changing the water, so just know that. for. <laughs> that's all good. So we do that every week. So it's clean, it's warm, and it's ready. If there's anybody here today and you're ready to take that step, and we'll issue this invitation at the end, if you're ready to take a step and go all in with Jesus. And I'm telling you, my heart just leaped when I said that. I Just go all in. To say, you know what? Nothing holding me back. I don't care what's going on in the world. The world can lose its mind. The sky can fall, according to Chicken Little. And if it does, it doesn't matter because I'll be with him. And so we want to issue that invitation to you even today. Now next week we have a planned uh, baptism service in the second service during this time at the end of the service. And so you may want to schedule that. And if so, go to our website at bridgefbg.com. And you can uh, click on the events tab and it will take you to register. I know some already have. And so we want to just celebrate with you. So and that lets us know how many are coming, but just make no mistake. You want to do it today? We got you. We got towels, and uh, your seats and your car will dry. Amen? So uh, don't don't put it off if it's on your heart to do it today. So also, uh, another thing is we want to pray for you. So if you have any prayer needs or prayer requests, do fill out a prayer card. They're at the Connect Center. You can pick one up. If you're online, you can write us at info at com, and we'll get those out to our prayer team because we want to stand with you and hold your arms up. Now, the last thing I want to share is about uh, Operation Christmas Child. We're participating this year with Samaritan's Purse, wonderful organization led by Franklin Graham and his team, and we want to participate by bringing Christmas to children somewhere in the world. And so, we had 100 boxes. We already gave out 70 in the first service. And so, what that means is, is we only have 30 boxes back there. But Lisa Stapleton, they made copies, and we've got lists of what goes in a box. So here's the deal. If we run out of boxes today, as you pick one up on the way out to fill for a child, here's the deal. We'll have a list for you if we run out of boxes, and you can just use a shoe box. It's the same thing, basically. So just get a shoe box. And do the same thing you would, and we'll have a list for you of the goods that are, uh, need to be put in that box and how to pack it. That information's available. And this is going to go, these are going to go all over the world. Now, our pickup day or our return day when we need them back here is November 22nd. So it's about a couple of weeks here that you'll have to do that and get it taken care of. And so November 22nd, we're going to have them back. You can bring them back on Sunday with you, and uh, we'll, start a, we'll start a collection pile and have them. Then we want to pray over them before we send them out. So it's going to be a huge blessing. So stop by on your way out. Get whatever boxes are remaining. If not, there'll be a list for you and just use a shoebox. It's going be the same thing. So let's participate and make a difference in some kids' lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. Russ, did I get everything? Good, man. I appreciate <laughs> Russ. He keeps me on track or a net. Between the two, uh, we're going to get it all. So um, as we turn the corner now, I want to, in the context of worship, um, Before we do communion, I want to recognize a day that's really important, and yet I have a feeling and it's getting buried in all the nuttiness that's going on in our world right now. Between a a bloodbath election, between a pandemic, between uh, protests slash riots, and everything that's going on in our world in 2020, uh, Veterans Day is coming up this Wednesday. And it's so easy. And I even had this thought. My heart was just, Ah. I think people are going to miss it and overlook it Because it's the middle of the week And it's in the middle of everything else We're not going to miss it So what I want to do and We did this in the first service I want, If you are a veteran If you have served in the military And you're a veteran We're going to ask you to stand to your feet And we want to honor you All military veterans and active If you will stand to your feet We want to bless you <laughs> Stay standing Stay up Don't sit down. Don't sit down. Stay up. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Stay standing. We want to pray for you and recognize you and tell you how much we love you and how much we appreciate you. Thank you for your service, sir. Thank you for your service, all of you. Thank you for making a difference because not only did you pay a heavy price to do what you did, your families paid a heavy price to do what you did. And so we want to bless you. I always do. your families so let's pray Father we love you and honor you Lord you you are you ordained honor you ordained authority you ordained hierarchies and Lord we want to step into that place of honor right now and honor these men and women and their families who have paid such a high price for what we so quickly take for granted lord i personally want to repent i don't want to take what we have and what has been paid for with blood and flesh and families what has been paid for our freedom and so lord we want to give honor today where honor is due we want to honor these service men and women who have given their lives on behalf of a cause that's greater it's greater than a nation it's greater than a particular military branch it is a it is a value of yours father the value of freedom and so Lord we lock into the kingdom value and we say thank you for these father even now in this moment may they feel loved may they feel valued may they feel appreciated and, Lord, words are feeble. Even this prayer feels feeble in this moment. But, Lord, would you pour your grace upon them and into them, into the deepest places of their soul, that they would know they are loved and valued and appreciated. We love you, Lord, and we honor these who have gone before us. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. One more time, can we please? Thank you. So when you came in, let me grab my my cup. Uh, You may or may not have picked up one of these. If not, we want to get these out to you. We're going to celebrate communion today, and I call it celebrate because it is. Jesus said, when you come together in this place of koinonia and fellowship, he said, do it and remember me. Remember me when you come together like this. He told that to his disciples, and we who are now disciples and followers of Jesus On a weekly basis, we come together to celebrate Christ, to celebrate Jesus, celebrate the things of the kingdom. And we do that through worship and the word and fellowship and connection. So if you need one of these, raise up your hand. We'll get that to you right where you're seated. And if you're wondering if it's okay for you to partake of communion, at the bridge, our table is open. So so you feel free we, we welcome you to the table I think Jesus would too and so um, just keep your hand up high and we'll get those elements to you now for those of you that have your elements if you would this is this will help you out a little bit just peel the top layer first that's the clear layer and then the gold layer second and that that makes it a little bit easier so if you would go ahead and prepare those I love using my sanctified imagination To picture what it must have been like on that night before Jesus announced what was about to happen. It was the night before he was betrayed, and they did not, his disciples around the table, didn't know what was coming, and you know they were celebrating. I can literally, in my mind's eye, see them laughing and enjoying fellowship together. Now listen, depending on your religious tradition, it's easy to think that they were all just kneeling down at a table reclining very solemn very you know mournful but you have to understand they did not know yet what was coming and it was a normal meal for them they were celebrating and can you imagine in true jewish fashion how they would retell the stories of what they had experienced over the last three years can you imagine i had to be enjoying one another enjoying fellowship After all, the guy leading them, Jesus, the Bible says, was anointed with the oil of gladness more than all of his brethren. He had modeled joy for them. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. Joy was a marker on the life of Jesus. We don't often religiously see him that way because of a lot of bad paintings from the Renaissance era that have depicted him as this hovering ghost. But he was a person with real feelings like you and me. And he was a person who sweat great drops of blood in agony over what was about to happen. And that's my Jesus. The one who knew how to laugh. One who knew how to celebrate in true Jewish fashion a meal together, a koinonia meal, a fellowship meal. And as they're together, my imagination goes crazy. And I'm not even going to tell you because I I told, Annette asked me what I was thinking one day. I told her, she said, don't ever tell me again. So I'm not going to tell you what I'm thinking right now. But the, the, the joy that was around that table. And then he picks up a piece of bread and he says, he says, this is my body given for you. No one took Jesus' life. Jesus gave his life, the scripture tells us. No one took it. He gave it. He laid it down. And he took it and he said, this is my body given for you. And then he took a goblet of wine, not quite like this, but it was a goblet, a common cup they call it. And it was probably a red. And he takes it and he says, this is my blood poured out for you. And it will cover many sins. And it says he blessed them. And so let's bless the Lord's table. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for sending your son. You so loved us that you gave your only begotten son that any of us, whoever, thank you, Lord, that we're whoever's, that whoever would believe on him and in him would not perish but have everlasting and eternal life. And furthermore, you didn't stop there because you said that he did not come to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. Oh God, we are so thankful for so great a salvation, the body and the blood of Jesus. We receive them with gratitude and we remember. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can take the elements. We're going to take a moment now and pray over our children as we release them to go to their bridge kids class if you're going to your bridge kids class would you stand right now and then we want to pray over you as you get ready to go father we pray over our children we hold them up we bless them we bless the destiny and the callings that are on their life they are world changers difference makers and culture shapers and lord we declare over them we decree over them that they will not be derailed Off of their destiny by a culture gone rogue. So we speak life and blessing over them. Thank you for our teachers, our leaders, our helpers there, our volunteers. In Bridge Kids, in our ministry, we speak life and blessing over them. In Jesus' name, everyone said? Amen. 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 Can we clap for them as they go? Amen. So they're, they're bringing by a trash receptacle for you so you can put your elements in there. We also want to always talk about giving and generosity and practice generosity in the context of worship, in his presence. And so I want to say thank you, as I do this often. I want to say thank you for your ongoing participation your ongoing giving and always remind you you don't give to the church you are giving through the church and we have a lot of ministries that we're supporting you can see how we give up there and any of those three ways are, are available to you if you brought your offering to give today you'll notice we have black boxes over by the doors and another one over there and in just a moment when we're worshiping you'll be dismissed during that time to go place your offering in the box. And we want to ask you a simple favor. Would you bless that offering as you give to say in the name of Jesus, I bless this for the transformation of souls and lives and people. And how about nations? So let's bless this offering. And so thank you for giving. Thank you for your consistency. We appreciate it. Let's pray together. Father, what a privilege to give to sow for a harvest of transformation, a harvest of change, a harvest of salvation for many, Lord. Lord, for our ministries that we are blessed to support, Lord, so many of them. And Lord, our our screen's getting, we're getting more and more and we're so grateful and honored that we can participate on all these levels in some way to make a difference around the world. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Let's worship together.
2: Your victory it's your battle he's always working
1: Singing, y'all. I'm gonna see a victory Let's start battle cry For the battle belongs to you Lord Let's
2: put our trust in him I'm
1: gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory
2: Thank you, Father. Have a seat, would you please? We're gonna turn those lights on to get ready for the sermon.
3: So, do we have any children of God in the house? Yeah, that's something to be celebrated, all right. Listen, as we get started, pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just lift up this message today. And God, this would, would echo and resonate in every heart in this room and those that are watching online. Father, I thank you for your anointing, God, that you anoint those who step into the place of a pastor, preacher, teacher, musician, leaders. Lord, you anoint them for this very moment. So, I thank you for the anointing today. Thank you for that. You have a word to speak in due season here today. And Lord, we trust that one word under your authority will literally change our lives forever. And I declare that done in the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen Amen and amen. As we get started, I want to continue with what we're calling just a series called Make Room. Super simple. Because here's the deal. Clutter happens. Can I get an amen? Anybody bear witness of that? Any husbands here? Yeah, yeah, you get it. We get it. Clutter happens. Things left untended tend to clutter, and we don't even know how that happens. How does that junk drawer accumulate things if you're not the one putting stuff in it? How does that happen? How does the garage just amazingly manifest stuff that you forgot you even had? How do you do that? How does it happen? It just happens. But here's the thing. In a world that's lost its ever-loving mind, or am I the only human in the room watching the news lately, trying not to as much, Amen. but in a world that has lost its mind, our hearts have become cluttered, our minds have become cluttered, our emotions have become cluttered with all the stuff that's happening, pandemics, bloody elections, I mean, everything Antifa, all this stuff that's happening is bringing a lot of clutter into our lives. And what happens is it's the law of displacement. What goes in means that something has to go out. And the more of the world's mess that we take on and that we take in, it displaces the good in our lives and even can have the potential to displace the lordship of Christ in our hearts and in our life. And so there comes days where we have to reorient. I said this morning, I felt like I got a word. I was driving in. Sometimes the Lord will just give me one word. It may not be a sentence, a phrase. It may just be literally one word. And as I was driving in today, I was praying over our community as I came over the hill off of 87, coming down into, the, into our area, into our community, and the word realignment just came so strong into my heart and my mind as I was praying. And as I was praying, it occurred to me that alignment is one thing, but realignment means something that was one time in alignment, but it now has been, for whatever reason, knocked off course. For example, you hit a curb in your car. First thought that comes to mind for us guys, at least, is, oh, no, I hope I didn't knock the, the wheel my front end out of alignment. Because that means you're going to have to go to the shop. They're going to have to realign, readjust things. Because if not, your car is going to track off. It's going to wear your tires down quickly. It's going to be hard on your front end, your tire rods, all the bearings, everything is hard on them because that car was designed to function a certain way. And when that gets knocked off, it has to be realigned. Now, here's the thing. You as a child of God, a son of God, a daughter of God have been called to operate in a certain way. You've been given assignments, tasks, abilities, grace gifts to be used for the advancement of the kingdom of God But what's happened, life has happened, and you have, in a sense, hit a proverbial curb. And because of that, now things are off. And when things are off, here's the beauty of God's grace. It's just one step back to realignment. And so you may be here this morning going, whoa, how did you know that? (laughs) Have you been reading my mail? Are you, are you, no, I know this because I'm human too. And life happens, things happen, and they knock us just a little bit out you do know if you're on a path one way and you deviate a half a degree 20 miles down the road you're gonna be 300 feet off course and the further you go the further off course you'll become so there comes a time and there comes moments in our life where we have to bring realignment Making room, clearing the clutter is a sense of getting things out of the way that have displaced the Lordship of Christ in our lives and realigning ourselves to Him. So as I was coming in, I was praying. And here's how I did it, just so if you want to know how. I simply said, Father, I realign my mind to your mind. I realign my heart to your heart. I realign my spirit to your spirit. I realign my will to your will. I realign my purposes to your purposes. And as I did that, every time I said one of those things, it was as though something locked into place. It was a realignment. So you may be here this morning, you need some realignment because clutter has begun to crowd out the lordship of Christ the leadership of Jesus in your life. We're here to make room today. And listen, I got good news for you. It's a quarter turn back. It's not that hard. And we're going to do it together when we close. As we get started, we've been going through the various truths that are on the bookmark. If you don't have one, we have them on either end of the stage. Feel free, if you're of the courageous sort, to come get one. I know it's always awkward getting up in front of a room of people. But we also have them out uh, in the foyer at the Connection Center. So we want you to get your cards. If you have them, get them out, and we're going to look at them. We're going to continue through this because we're using this. All it is is the Word of God put on a bookmark. That's it. Because I wanted us to have a tool so that we could quickly bring realignment to ourselves when we hit a proverbial curb in life. So here we are, and we have what we call a moment, right? So if you've got yours, go ahead and pull it out and look at it. Last week, we talked about truth. No, two weeks ago, truth number one was this. God desires an intimate relationship with you. And we realize that, all right, God is up to something. He wants to be close to us. He doesn't want us to be the type that say, I know about God. He wants us to know him. We already know he knows us, right? The very hairs or lack thereof, as I look around the room, are numbered on our head. Amen? No, it wasn't meant to be an insult, it's just an observation. So (laughs) at my age, I'm just happy to have here. Let me just tell you. So here's the thing. He knows. He knows you in and out. It's so funny, like Adam, when we blow it, we go try to hide, right? We hide ourselves. He's like, Adam, where are you? As though he didn't know. Sometimes it's Jimmy, where are you? As if he doesn't know. He knows. He knows me. But here's the thing. Not only does he know me, he wants me to know him, not just about him. I don't want to know. I don't want more information. I don't need more content. I need him. And I need him in a way. That if I'm driving down the road in my car, I know he's there with me. I know, and I, and I can talk. You know, most of us have an inner monologue going. You know, we all talk to ourselves, right? It gets a little scary when we talk back to ourselves. But if for the most part, it's an inner monologue. All day long, you're saying stuff, self-talk. You're talking to yourself. Oh, I can't believe I did that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Oh, look at that. Oh, that car is ugly. Oh, whoa, look. You know, I mean, we're all just, stuff's buzzing all the time. I, told, I mentioned this earlier, Annette asked me what I was thinking one time. I said, you really don't want to know what's going on up here. She said, no, I really do. I said, literally, you want to know what I'm thinking right now? She said, yes. So I told her, and she's never asked again. So <laughs> shut that right down so, because my mind just is, is never stops. But here's what I learned about practicing the presence of God and getting to know him in an intimate way. First of all, he wants to hear from you. He wants to know you. He wants to hear from you. And so what I started doing, and I read this from a, from a book by Frank Laubach and Brother Lawrence, a book called Practice of the Presence of God. And it's basically this. You turn your inner monologue to a dialogue, and you start to all the stuff you're saying to yourself about whatever, you simply do that. Now you're directing it to him. So you'd say, Jesus, that's an ugly car over there. I mean, you just, whatever you're thinking you go with it, and it's interesting because what happens is you begin to find an intimacy that you didn't have before. And now you're talking to him on an ongoing basis. Now you're getting to the point where you don't ever want to say amen to a prayer because you're not done. Because it's an ongoing conversation. That's what he wants, an intimate relationship with you. And as we said before, you have to step over the line initially to go in with him. Listen to the scripture on that, Ephesians 1.5. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. The second point was this. jesus It's on the card. Jesus himself is the Christian life. So, the Christian life isn't about words on a page and content in a book. Although we're thankful for those things, they help us, they assist us, but they're not the Christian life. The list of do's and don'ts is not the Christian life. Got to get an, a bigger amen. Amen. Thank you. I was gonna say, Can I get it? Oh, you already did. All right. Good for you. But the Christian life is Christ Himself. Amen. It's as though it's the same way with truth. Truth isn't just. A principle, truth isn't just a, a platitude, truth is actually a person. That's right. And we get to know truth and that knowledge of that truth is what sets us free. So we get to know him, we walk with him. And listen, I love the scripture on one of my faves, John fourteen six. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Me, The only way we are reconciled to the Father, reconnected with God, the only way we find peace with God in this life is to come to him through the person of Jesus Christ, through the truth, the way, the truth, the life. He is the life. He is the way. The truth, and we come to we come to God through Jesus. Does that make sense? So to get to the Father, we come through Jesus. He's there. That's why it says that the Son of Man be lifted up will draw all people unto Himself. So we lift up Jesus, because that's who we're going through. He's the way. He's the gate, and we go through Him to find the Father and to be set free. Now, what we're going to talk about today is the third principle. Is this? It's on your bookmark. Jesus is our source. For this life why did i put these particular things on this bookmark because these are the things that take us back to center line. these are the things that recalibrate the scale you know like the scale you grew up with some of you still have one of these it's in the bathroom and it's got a little knob that's dangerously rusted you know what i'm talking about and that scale will get off a few pounds and you go back and recalibrate the scale That way it will be accurate. What this does, it recalibrates the scale of our mindset and our life so that we have the mind of Christ because we're standing on these truths. Now listen to this. Jesus is our source for this life. Now we said before that Christ is our life. Now we're saying he's also the source for this life. In other words, the life we live on this planet right now We were never designed to do it alone. And I have a golden question that we used to do on our Wednesday night teaching, and we did this for nearly three years. And the golden question, can somebody help me out? How's that working working for you? And that is this. If you're trying to do it on your own, you're trying to live in victory on your own, you're trying to overcome addictions on your own, you're trying to not sin on your own, you're trying to not mess up, you're trying to read your Bible more on your own. How is that working for you? It's not a facetious question. It's an honest question. Because what it is, it's predicating this truth that you cannot do it without him. Because he is not only your life. He's the source for how you live this life every single day. We need him. Left to ourselves. Well, let me just put it, let me, let me personalize it. If I am left to myself without him, I am dangerous. I am a danger to myself and others, to use, to use therapeutic language. I, if, if I am left to myself, I'm dangerous, and I know that. And that's why I'm desperately, passionately. I am like the woman with the issue of blood. I'm a Klingon. I'm hanging on and I'm not letting go. I'm like Jacob at the River Jabbok who says, if, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he held on for dear life. And he walked with a permanent limp afterwards. Because that's how intense that was. So we need him. He's our source. Now let me give you the scripture for that. Acts 17, 28. The Apostle Paul preaching at the, Aregopi, the Areop, Aregopius, Aregopius, Areopagus. There it is. The, Are, the Areopagus. Say that fast three times in a row. As he's on Mars Hill talking to these philosophers who were up waxing eloquent and talking about their philosophies, their gods, their non gods, their multiple gods, or their no gods, just philosophies, as he steps up into the middle of Mars Hill and he says, he sees a an inscription to an unknown God. And he says, let me tell you about this unknown God. He is the God. And he goes off and he talks about it. And in that context of that, while he's talking to them, he says this in in the book of Acts, 1728. He says, for in him, now he's talking to a group. They're listening to him, which is what they did They spent their days listening to different philosophies and people pitching their different gods. And he says, in him, he's talking about the one true God, the unknown God. He says, in him, we live and move and have our being. In other words, our very existence, our very being is in him. And it's in him that we live, it's in him that we move, and it's in him that we have our very being. He's being very clear that this is our source for life. He is our source. In other words, we cannot do it on our own. You know, the whole idea of a self-help book is an oxymoron to begin with. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, and you go into any Barnes & Noble, you go into any of the bookstores, and you'll see these massive sections of self-help books. And listen, I'm all about PMA, positive mental attitude. Come on, let's be positive. I mean, let's, the glass is half full, amen? We have any positive people in there? All you negative people are going, no, it's not, it's half empty. I mean, I know what you're thinking. I get it. We got pessimists and optimists. I am an eternal optimist. Crazy optimist. Because I believe, I believe, here's, here's why. I actually read the end of the Bible. Did you? Have you ever seen the end of it? I read the end, and here's why I'm an optimist. We win. There you go. We win. When all this craziness is over, and trust me, I had to remind myself of that just this week. Hello. This bloodbath that we call an election, this, the protest, the pandemic, everything that's happened in 2020, which we'll look back on, and we'll either say that was the nuttiest year of our life, or we'll say that's the year of the greatest revivals that we ever experienced happened. Yeah. Come on, that's what I'm believing for. I'm an optimist. That's what I'm saying. But in the middle of all this, I have to write my thinking. Literally, I keep this on my desk. I've got one in my car. I've got them all over the place, actually. And you can get as many as you want. I just ordered 5,000 more. They're coming this week. So we're good. Take as many as you need. And so uh, I keep these handy. And I'll literally read through these points just to reorient my thinking when I'm getting out of alignment. And this helps me to realign myself to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, what really matters is not the kingdoms of this world. What really matters is the kingdom of our God and king. That's what matters. That's what's eternal. That's what's left at the end of the day. The stuff we're dealing with now, it is temporal and subject to change. But that which matters and that which we are, have been adopted into his family and enjoy is, is eternal and everlasting and that is how i reorient my thinking in the middle of a bum day i just say wait a minute let me okay this is what the word says for in him i live and i move and i have my very being in him and that right there that is typically all it takes to reorient and listen, keep these close. Keep it handy. All it is is the Word. It's, this isn't like a special ooh, ooh, woo, woo thing. All it is is the Word of God put in print so that you can have it handy. Truths and promises that will make a difference in your life on those kinds of days. And listen, when you're having a good day, really jump all over this. This, is even, this will just take you to a whole nother level. It's like pouring gasoline on an already burning fire. Listen to this scripture, John 15, 5. Jesus said this I am, I am the vine. Get the picture here. Jesus himself is the vine. Picture a trunk. I am the vine. You are the branches, okay? You got it? The picture. If you remain, the word remain means to stay or live or dwell. If you remain in me and I in you, that means connected. You will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do how much? You know what that means? It means nothing of eternal or kingdom value. That's all that means. Don't, don't have a runaway. Uh, yeah, of course you can breathe. Of course you can operate. Of course you can function. But you'll not produce the kind of fruit that he says will remain or will last In John 15, 16, he says, you've not chosen me, but I've chosen you and appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit, fruit that will remain, fruit that will last. That is what he is giving us, the privilege of bearing. Now, when I say bearing, I'm not saying producing. We don't produce fruit. We simply bear the fruit that the vine itself produced because that's what a branch does. The branch is connected to the vine. You got the picture? The branch is connected to the vine, and all the branch does is bear the fruit that the vine produces. The branch doesn't produce it. It just bears the weight of that which is produced. You and I have the privilege, no pressure to produce fruit, only the joy of bearing the fruit that's been given us. Is that not a beautiful picture? You simply are here to bear what is already being given. And what does this fruit look like? Well, I'll give you nine pieces of it. See what you think. Here it is. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit. Now, I grew up, my parents and my grandparents always had a garden. I was always picking peas and shucking corn. We always had and And I always like, why do we do this? A lot of work. And there's always snakes out here. I mean, it's always out in the middle of all that. And I did all that snap peas. I did all that stuff growing up. So we always had had gardens everywhere. And here's what my mother and my grandmother, my grandfather, always called fruit. They called it product or produce. Produce. We're going to take our produce down to the farmer's market. We're going to go gather some produce. We got to get our produce. So, here is what the fruit of the Spirit is it is produce, it is the product of the presence of the Spirit. And here's another way to say it it's the proof of the presence of the Spirit active in your life. Amen. So, let me put it this way, and let me just read the scripture and then I'll, I'll share. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. How about we we give that word what it really means, self-government. It's the ability to govern oneself. But here it is. It's not because you're so big and bad and bold. It's a fruit of the Spirit, a product of the Spirit. Does that make sense? So it has little to do with you. It has everything to do with the vine you're connected to. And when you're connected to the vine, this is what flows out of your life. You want a litmus test to know if you're in the spirit? Here you go. If any of these are absent in the moment, you're not in the spirit. You're in the flesh. That doesn't mean he doesn't love you, doesn't dwell in you. It means you're not in alignment with him, his will, his ways. He doesn't abandon you. He doesn't leave the building, the temple, just because you're having a bum day. But he does go quiet. And suddenly, you feel this darkness, this disconnection. Annette and I were at a concert one time at a college campus, and there was a ton of college kids. We had planted a church in a college town, and and so we were going to go to this campus to watch this concert because a lot of our young people were there. And we're there. They're excited. A couple of bands spun up before them, and they were awesome and fun. Everybody's having a great time, but they had this big headliner band. I mean, like big band, big well-known band. And so they're getting up, and right as they're about to start, everybody's hyped up, it's dark, everybody's excited. And right when everything is supposed to start, everything went dead. Every amp went off, every light went off, everything went dead. And there was 10 minutes of very awkward silence. Dead air. No lights, no nothing. No red lights from amps, nothing. Everything went off. What had happened is that one guy... Over in the building next to where we were at, we were in a big open outside field, it was rolling a, a crate or a box full of gear, heavy, and he rolled over the main cable to this whole thing and unwittingly, unknowingly unplugged the whole concert with one, one move. The whole place went dark. Flashlights come on, crew guys are losing their mind, promoters are freaking out. People are running around, and they finally find it. It's one cable that got unplugged. What happened? They weren't plugged in to the power source. The reason why this doesn't work for us, the reason why many of us are just limping along, crawling along, just trying to make it through another day, no longer thriving but just a sense of just surviving And hanging on until something hopefully gets better. It's because we have become disconnected from the power source. We're disconnected. I want to invite our worship team to come up here. Hopefully we won't run over a cable or anything. Are you disconnected from your power source? I mean, that, that electric guitar right there makes no sound unless it is plugged in to a power source. I could sit up here all day and strum it, and you'd barely hear it where you're sitting unless it was plugged into a power source. Why? Because it was designed to work with power. Let me tell you how you were designed, friends. You're designed to work with power. You were designed to carry the power of God. In fact, it's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. You were designed to work with resurrection power. That is what you're designed to do. It's not just a, a right or a privilege. You were created for that. You were created to carry the authority of God in and on your life, conferred from Jesus himself. I love this truth about Jesus. If Jesus was given all authority, which the Bible says he was, how much does the devil have? Hello. So why do we give him so much credit? Jesus has all authority, and in one moment, he conferred that authority upon his disciples. He handed the keys to the kingdom to the disciples. And then in Matthew 28, he said, now go. Here's what I want you to do. I'm giving you authority to do this. I want you to go and make disciples of all the nations. Do you think our job description is done when you get saved? No, that's just the kickoff to the game. We just, that was the coin talk. We're just getting started. And until all the nations hear the gospel, until the gospel has gone across the world, we're not done. And like the line from the song, If we ain't dead, he ain't done. That's bad grammar, but I'm from West Texas, so what can I say? If we're not dead, he's not done, family. There is so much to be done. And listen, we can look back on 2020 and think, oh, my gosh, could we just delete the year and go, go skip right to 2020 on? Or we can say that was the year when the greatest revivals I've ever seen in my lifetime started. Because of the craziness of the world, because where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And listen, grace isn't swinging in a hammock on a summer day. Grace is God's power, God's strength, God's ability, God's authority, and God's favor to do what you cannot do in and of yourself. Grace is power. It's not passive. It's active, family. Amen? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Father, thank you for your word. Your words are truth. Your words are life. They give us life. Oh, Jesus, not only are you our life, you are our source. And right now, there are people right here that have, for whatever reason, somebody has rolled over their proverbial cable and they've become unplugged. And Lord, my prayer for every person here today is that we will re-engage the power source. Jesus, you are our source. And apart from you, we can do nothing. So Lord, even in this moment, every head bowed, every eye closed, you're here. And you're like, that's me. I feel disconnected. I feel like I'm unplugged. If that's you, with every head bowed, every eye closed, would you just raise your hand so I can see if I'm talking to anybody? Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can put your hands back down. Thank you. Anybody else that didn't raise their hand? Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? Awesome. Thank you. Quite a few folks here. Listen, I get it. I get it. Father, right now, I pray for my friends here who said, I feel disconnected. I feel like I've become unplugged. And the lights went out when I got unplugged. So, Lord, right now, we are going to readjust our heart and our mindset to reorient and realign ourselves with your truth and your word and your will and your ways. So, if that's you right now, just you can just say this prayer in your heart with me i'm just going to pray but you just be in agreement with me i'm going to pray a prayer like i always do this is the prayer i pray all the time so this is this is normal for me and for those of you that didn't raise your hands, okay if that's you just just join in with your heart be in agreement there's power in agreement father in the name of your son jesus right now i break any and every agreement that i have made with my flesh I break any and every agreement I've made with our culture. I break any and every agreement I've made with the enemy. That takes me off track. That, that removes me from your presence in any way. That somehow disconnects me from you relationally in any way. I break that agreement in all agreements that have taken me from you. Lord, even as, as, as your son David prayed... In the Psalms, take not your Holy Spirit from me. And so, Lord, I thank you that you never leave me. You never forsake me. But my sense of fellowship with you has been violated. It has been separated. And right now, Lord, I'm back. I'm back with you. And I'm back with you in the name of Jesus and by faith because I walk by faith and not by sight. I'm not walking on how I feel. I'm not walking on on what I think. I'm walking on what I know to be true. And your word is true. That your presence is with me perpetually. And so, Lord, I make the quarter turn. I realign my mind, my heart, my will, my ways with you and with your word. And I receive your grace to reconnect. I am reconnected to my source. Jesus, thank you. Now Keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you've never given your heart to Jesus, you've never stepped over the line to literally go all in, if that's you this morning and you want to do that, then I want to invite you to pray a simple prayer with me. And so if that's you, and you're here, and your heart's beating out of your chest, or you're watching online, and you're like, man, I need that. I need Jesus. I've been trying it on my own. It's not working. If that's you, just pray this prayer with me. Be in agreement. Be in alignment with this prayer. Lord Jesus, I have committed a lot of sin in my life. And by definition, that makes me a sinner. I confess my sin to you, Lord. I repent in my heart, I turn to you, I turn away from sin, and I turn to you, Jesus, and I give you my heart and my life, I give you my past, I give you my present, and I give you my future, and I receive the free gift of eternal life, the free gift of salvation, that you offer I receive that into my heart I confess I don't know all what all that means but here, I receive what I can know right now I receive you into my life into my heart change me from the inside out and I will trust you in the process thank you for saving me thank you for being my Savior and now I'm the Lord of my life in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you prayed that prayer this morning, would you slip that your hand up if that's you? Did anyone here today say, I prayed that prayer? Thank you. You can put your hand down. Anybody else? Thank you. Several. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Now listen, we're going to be here after the service just right up here for a little bit. And we want to invite you. When we're done, we're going to worship on our way out. But when we're done, don't leave without telling somebody. Let us just just talk to you for a moment not anything drawn out just short and to the point we're here uh, Russ myself Jason all of us our elders we're all here and we'll just be right here at the stage and if that's you all you have to do you don't have to go into an explanation just walk up to us and say I stepped over the line that's all you have to say I did it I took the sponge I stepped Amen. over the line I'm going all in that's all and all we want to do is congratulate you and just say that's awesome we're here for you so father I thank you for these that have taken a step today Taken a step on a journey, Lord, and we celebrate with them. And Lord Jesus, we celebrate you. In Jesus' name, everyone said. Can we clap for these who gave their heart to Jesus this morning? (laughs) Several. Let's all stand to our feet. Let's go out with a blessing today.
2: say amen. (laughs) We are blessed and highly favored. God bless you as you go. You're just missed.